0: So, Mark, yes, Will? Oh, you sound different today, Mark. Oh, do I? I think I sound like my usual charming self. No, oh, no, there's something more sexy in your voice. Something more je ne sais quoi, Mark. Oh, Will, do you even know what je ne sais quoi means? No, I do not, because I don't know foreign words, because I'm an
1: American,
0: and why would I need to know them? Yep, that sounds like you, Will. Spot on. Done. Sexy is Joshua. There we go. That was Will. That was Will.
2: The voices you just did sounded exactly the same, and I had a lot of trouble following what are What is <laughs> happening right now? They were
1: very distinct. I feel like we are both being slandered, but I don't understand it enough to be offended. I think
2: you got insulted more than me. but I, it's, I usually try to. But it's hard to tell because, as I said, the voices were exactly the same. They it's were very, very unclear. very
0: distinct. You see, it's like when you have a foreign language and you can't say the letter because you didn't grow up in the language. You couldn't get the distinction between the voices. It's very distinct. Like, you know. Is it? I feel like my fans will know which was which. Thank you. Shout out to Rachel
2: R. You've been on the show once. And I have fans. <laughs> <laughs> but shouldn't the people you're imitating be the ones to understand if you're doing it differently? <laughs> See, this is a
0: slight of, of y'all, that you couldn't understand. I distinct... told you to come up with a way to start the show, and, and I it was just talking it. to yourself about your own voice. It's wonderful. Like, can you just listen to the dulcet tones of my voice? Here, I'm going to say some of our listeners' favorite words
2: Blueberry.
0: Hansel. Mariah Carey.
2: We've never had a cold open less related to the movie. And (laughs) we've had some that are really unrelated.
0: Here are some more words. Gingerbread. Yellow Brick Road.
2: Miami.
1: I regret this episode already.
2: Why aren't (laughs) you sharing a mic with Will? This is awful.
0: Because, Mark, you needed me with you, saying Paisley.
2: Please stop. (laughs) I'm just like... There's no point, so I don't know when to jump in to start the show. Well, Well, there
0: you go. Welcome to We Love the Love, a Hollywood romance podcast.
2: I'm Josh, and I'm Black. I knew that was it.
1: What else would I say? (laughs) I'm Mark, and I'm gay. And I'm Will, and I'm a ginger. Yep,
0: yep, yep. This is an investigation podcast committed to examining the most pressing,
2: urgent issue of our day.
0: Does Hollywood romance actually
1: make any sense?
2: And... Are these people actually dateable? I will have a lot to say on that in this episode. Oh boy! Or
1: likable. It doesn't matter if the romance is a main plot, or a one scene flirtation, or one totally divorced from the thing for which the movie would become famous. Either way, we will dig in, we'll see what's there. It is our sacred mission. And we won't stop until we found an answer.
2: Thank God the cold open was short, though, because boy, do I have things to say. This is
1: going to be four hours. Mark has opinions.
2: This movie broke me. I've been broken by a lot of movies. But I thought I knew what I was getting into.
1: You did not. And I
2: had... I was wrong.
1: Yeah, it this is... Unfathomable, what we just watched.
2: It's gorgeous. I this can't what they mean. make sense of it.
0: They just watched the best movie they've ever seen in their lives.
2: Will and I are white and know absolutely <laughs> nothing about Medea. So we decided it was time to fix that by bringing in our good friend Josh. That's me. Much I'm like we black. have Mora on to explain hospital movies for us, they have Joshua on to explain blacks. <laughs> and so, Period.
1: we. Uh, perhaps foolishly, handed the show over to Josh this week.
0: I don't do well with power. I'm like Dumbledore. I know my limitations.
1: But the purpose of this is that Josh is going to guide us and you, our dear listeners, who we have so deeply wronged, (laughs) through the world of Tyler Perry and particularly Medea as we look at the first of these movies... Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Tyler Perry's first feature film. Okay, so Josh, like, can you set the scene for us a little bit? Since you're hosting, (laughs) I have done zero research on this movie. I watched it, and I've looked at nothing else. So what cultural morass in 2005 does this movie emerge from? Okay. Why does it exist? Okay, so like y'all
0: aren't ready for this. So Tyler Perry, he is forty nine years old, like right now,
1: today, today. He what? Looks good, forty nine.
0: But about mm, perhaps the early two thousand. So he's
1: like thirty five when this movie comes yes. out. Yes.
0: <laughs> so in nineteen ninety eight. That was his first stage play. Correct. Tyler Perry started off as a stage director. A hang on, hang on. Director. Is Medea in the plays? Yes! <laughs> Diary of a Mad Black Woman, while not his first play, is one of his first plays. It is the first of many of his plays that were then turned into movies. And amazingly, where the plots
1: from the plays vastly changed towards the movies for no good reason, really. So, like, In what way are these things changing? Do they become weirder? So, like, for instance, in the play, Helen isn't kicked out of her house. She
0: stays in the house the entire play, and that is the setting for the play. Medea comes there a lot. She brings a lot of her friends over. Uh, We're going into the movie now, but, like, the two-bit hussy shows up and is like, why are you in my house? She's like, this is my house. It's beautiful. It's, like, glorious. And, like, Tyler Perry, again, started as a stage person, actually was homeless, living out of his van before building up this, like, multi-million dollar industry of this making- his own producing studio his own directing studio everything just in atlanta
1: where you see tyler Perry, and he's kind of at the forefront of the film industry's recent migration to atlanta
0: exactly he, he like kind of pulled it there and i will say as buffoony as this movie is as buffoony as medea is as a person as a character tyler perry has done a lot of work getting black people jobs and like giving
2: them roles and shit so no, but the thing is <laughs> so okay no here's my thing this movie is two different movies, both of which I would have been interested to watch because the story of Helen is interesting. And there are some exaggerated elements. But it is not a comedy. It is like a heart-wrenching tale of a woman whose life is destroyed. This but movie is then... a shotgun wedding
1: of two different premises. But
2: then on the other side, you have Medea, where I like knew enough about Medea, where I ex- had this expectations. honky grandma
1: be tripping. Okay, so exactly, so my personal knowledge of Medea, besides movie trailers, was the Tracy Jordan parody of the character in Thirty Rock, where one of the characters Tracy Jordan had played is honky grandma. And we just see Tracy Morgan dressed as a woman saying, this honky grandma be trippin'. (laughs) That basically was my knowledge going into this. And I was expecting that. And we watched the trailer beforehand, and the trailer was kind of that. The trailer certainly sold me a comedy, which this movie really isn't. So, like, what is the deal? Like, what makes something a Tyler Perry movie?
0: It's really funny that you should say that, because he has made perhaps 27 movies. Are you not, kidding me? Not necessarily all, the all of them. Movies? Not all of the Medea movies, but I would say of those 27, probably 18 to 20 of them are Medea movies. And they all generally follow this same kind of formula, really, where it's, it's like a distant relative of Medea's. whether her, that's another fun topic. Like, is there family a family tree, tree for this? <laughs> I need to see one, because in every stage play, every movie, new people are introduced, and it's like, oh, that's media's granddaughter. That's media's great niece. That's Medea's long lost twin sister. And you're like, I don't understand how this works. It's really amazing because you're never quite sure who is who and who's related to who, how. But it's really funny because, like, that's what a black family really is like. I mean, like, we'll be at family reunions and I'll be around people. And my mom is like, oh, yeah, that's my second, third cousin. And I'm like, I'm never gonna remember that, but hey, auntie, I guess. I guess, hi, we're related? So I love how the movie never really talks about that. None of these 20 movies ever really talk about her family tree and like how these people actually are related to each other. But they all do follow this formula where there's this distant relative of hers who is going through some struggles. Usually they've alienated themselves from the family. They've really fallen out of place with them. And then something happens and they're forced back in with their family. Specifically with Medea, who, as you can tell, is very no nonsense and is like, Why are you having this problem? You shouldn't be a problem. Get your gun and shoot this problem. So Medea usually. just
1: kind of like shows up in each of these movies to like dispense some violence based advice. Violence based advice that
0: always works. There's one where she advises, I think it's a great grandniece, to throw grits on her husband, hot grits on her husband, and then hit him with the frying pan. And she does, and it fixes her problems. It's called Gritball, by the way. Okay,
1: so I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for Medea now. There are 11 live-action films starring Medea. I was
2: just about to bring this up. Um, We need to watch this.
1: (laughs) There's Diary of a Mad Black Woman, which we watched for this. Mm -hmm. Then there's Medea's Family Reunion, Meet the Browns, Medea Goes to Jail, (laughs) I Can Do Bad All By Myself, Medea's Big Happy Family... Medea's Witness Protection. That I think has that's Eugene around Levy. the time I became aware of them.
0: Medea's Witness Protection has Eugene Levy.
1: Then there's Levy. a Medea Christmas. This is when they go full like holiday mode because then we have Boo a Medea Halloween, <laughs> which as we know was born out of a joke in top 5. <laughs> then we have Boo 2 a Medea Halloween and then coming up in like a month and a half, a Medea Family Funeral. Now in 2015, there is the animated film Medea's Tough Love. I want
2: to watch this so badly and I know nothing about it besides it's an... Animated Medea movie.
1: Do the other movies fit our expectations?
0: Yes. (laughs) They are literally, they do really follow the same formula of things go wrong, everyone gets back together with family, and family fixes it. Family and prayer is
1: always the answer to Medea. Okay,
0: but like, like, she never goes to church.
1: Going into this, my expectation was that the movie was mostly going to be about like Medea's weird hijinks. Or is she just like, barely in all of them
0: see okay the plays are very much more medea focused because the play can like go on for three hours and you're like oh i'm still here i guess uh, that's here. how i felt during the movie <laughs> the movie tight hour and a half okay.
1: that was two hours
2: <laughs> exactly it was tight <laughs> two was, hours i can tell you for a fact it was an hour and 56 minutes because <laughs> i but, kept checking but a solid like 10 of those were credits because they had a full, like, five minutes of gospel singing and then another five minutes of were they bloopers or were they extended scenes? It's impossible to tell. (laughs) It's very unclear. And also, like...
1: Because that kind of makes sense. You go back to 2005, like, on my VHS tape of Attack of the Clones, if you watched through all the credits, then it would show you some deleted scenes at the end. So that's a thing they were doing around that time.
0: So you haven't even mentioned that apparently a stage production of Tyler Perry's Medea's Farewell, because he is starting to retire the character, is about to What do be you mean touring. starting
1: to do what? The movie to... comes out in a month and a half. Medea Family Funeral.
0: No, it, it, he started touring on January 18th in Tyler Perry's Medea's. Farewell farewell because he's retiring the character Mm. and we haven't even i don't know about that we haven't even touched on the television work of tyler perry he has had uh eight shows three of which are currently on the air and two of which have featured medea
1: wait what shows featured medea
0: Tyler perry's house of pain and tyler perry's love thy neighbor
1: are these people all also related to medea yes
0: (laughs) there's also tyler perry's meet the browns tyler perry's for better or worse Tyler Perry's The Haves and The Have-Nots, which is still on. Tyler Perry's If Loving You Is Wrong, which is still on. Tyler Perry's Too Close to Home. And Tyler Perry's The Pains, which I'm guessing is a
2: reboot
1: of Tyler Perry's House of Pain.
2: Tyler Perry loves punctuation in his titles. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. The worst <clears throat> is Boo! exclamation point. a Halloween.
2: No, it's Tyler Perry apostrophe S <laughs> Boo! Ooh. Exclamation point. A Medea Halloween. <laughs> I'm just saying he wanted to make sure you knew
0: it was him. I mean it works. He's my a brand. Mate.
2: He's a full brand. Like,
0: he has made he made he's made an empire out of this and that's one of the reasons i love this because it's
2: amazing it's really
0: hilariously amazing
2: i honestly would have respected boo more if it was tyler perry's with an apostrophe boo (laughs) Boo. apostrophe madea's apost with an apostrophe halloween
1: but so josh you've kind of alluded to this so there are all these movies but i feel like they operate in their own very specific like corner of the culture like what is the role of tyler perry and of the medea movies because it's something that i thought i understood before watching this movie and i think i understand it less now Yeah.
0: so i touched on this okay i can remember uh, probably about 10 years ago When let me see when did this play come out Uh, okay 2006 so uh about 13, 12, 13 years ago, when uh, Medea Goes to Jail, the stage production came out on video, I clearly can remember my family, like extended family, my parents, my aunts, like we were down in my aunt's basement and we watched this movie and we were like, oh my God, this is hilarious. We haven't really seen black representation in theater, in movies, and anywhere a lot, but this is funny. This is a, a cast of black people. Joking about things that black people joke about. There was there, there was something uh, something I've said a lot about the movie. Um, we went to see it together. Will, um, dear white people. That, and I think we sort of chatted it when we went there. But I was I was watching it. and I was like, okay, this is supposed to kind of be a dear white people movie. But a lot of the stuff, a lot of its uh, action, a lot of its dialogue focuses on being in on the joke, which is a lot of like what black people already were already in on the joke. It's less towards white people and more. Just like an in-group joke. And that's kind of what Medea is. There's a lot of buffoonery in it, but it's buffoonery that's, like, recognizable to a lot of black people. That's like, oh, I have aunts that are crazy like that, too. Oh, I have a cousin that doesn't really talk to the family and we're not really sure what they're doing, but I think they're okay. Sometimes they come to family reunions. Oh... Uh, my grandma is super religious and at every family reunion we have a seven hour prayer uh, because grandma wants us all to be saved the w- the niche that it filled for black people was you're seeing yourselves on stage you're seeing your family on stage you're seeing your extended family on stage on, in film and it's been it's, it's really when Medea first took off I was very much like oh I love this this is hilarious and like you can go to just about any black person make a Medea joke and they will get it and Nowadays, most black people will roll their eyes because it's like, Medea. what are you talking about? It is very, it's It's been the same, I guess, for the, the past 15 years. The same kind of just, oh, uh, black people being acting a fool, black people doing this and the other. And like, he does show really good uh, representations of like a spectrum of black people from being in the hood to being more affluent like Helen. It, it's gotten to a point where I think he's like, it's about time for me to start to uh, retire this, which is what he's been saying. But Medea, I feel, will hold a special place in every black person's heart, no matter, like, how crazy it gets, because we understand it's crazy. We understand it's not high art, but it is beautiful representation. It's melodramatic representation. It's a telenovela on, <laughs> on steroids, because it's ridiculous with this injected comedy, this, like, side plot that has nothing to do with this melodrama of Medea, but it's, it's, Fully is, like, a tradition at this point. Tyler Perry really came in. He said it himself that he, he like, really put the, uh, the people he sees in his life on stage. That's really what he does. He was just putting these big personalities on stage. And that's how he built his empire. So it really just fills this
2: niche of wanting to see this representation. And it's gorgeous. <laughs> so in the plays, is Medea just as, like... I wouldn't say out of place, <laughs> but just living in her own universe? <laughs> okay, so...
0: In the plays since it's harder to change scenery in a play than in a movie, obviously, they'll be set in one place, usually in Medea's house, like a family member usually has moved in because they need help. Because
1: as tough love as Medea is, she's always like... So it's f- almost like like a serialized TV show case of the week kind of deal. It's basically, like, who has moved into Medea's basically, house this week? How can we solve her problem? Basically.
0: It's very much like, ugh, you're in my house, but ugh, find your family. I don't care. I- I'll-, I'll take care of you. I'll shoot who I need to shoot to take care of you. But don't think I like this. Love you.
1: Whatever. How big is is the gun thing because huge, she is not messing around with that?
0: <laughs> Medea owns several guns.
1: Pro- probably always on family. the verge of being pulled out.
0: Th- they're always pulled out. She is often on the run from
1: Did Pade- she threaten to shoot Joe in this movie? Yes. Who is also Tyler Perry? Who is Tyler
0: Perry, but also her brother. So yes.
1: That's I guess that's another way to extend
0: the family. Oh, she has a brother who has his own families, dude. But yes, Medea always has a gun. There was once a preacher at her house. She didn't shoot him, but she shot into the air around him. She didn't care. He was like, come to church. She's like, "When it, as soon as you get a smoking section, what? <laughs> it's wonderful. She's that no-nonsense, say-it-straight, tough-love grandma.
2: One of my favorite things about Medea <laughs> is you see Joe, also played by Tyler Perry. He
1: gave a real, like, Cedric the Entertainer and Barbershop vibe.
2: <laughs> and, like, his makeup is done to actually make him look... Older. But then Medea has the skin of a 35-year-old. Medea moisturizes. They didn't put a single wrinkle on Medea or anything like that. So the only way you could tell she's supposed to be older is that her hair is gray.
1: <laughs> Which is funny because she's Helen's grandmother, right? That is correct. So we see Medea's daughter in the nursing home. That is correct. Looking like she is at death's door. <laughs> played by played beautifully by Cicely Tyson, who
0: is like 95 right so we have a very weird
1: age stretch in this family it's
0: really 94 but like that's another funny thing we're like how old is Medea it's never explained it's never known she never grows old and you have those family members that you're like I don't know how long you've been alive but it's been all of my life and all of my parents life possibly all of my grandparents life will you ever die
1: unclear Medea unclear I want to circle back to something you said earlier, Josh, about the spectrum of representation in this Mm -hmm, movie. mm -hmm. Because I think something that's really interesting that happens in this movie is we have pretty wide disparities in class in the way people are portrayed, and particularly with Helen, who kind of bounces around within that realm. She starts off very, very wealthy. She winds up working as a waitress for a while, and at no point is the movie trying to present one or the other or some particular attitude as being the right way to be black. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. it winds up more being about these values of family and in some strange ways, God? Always, yes. God. I don't know that the movie knows what it thinks about God, but it definitely <laughs> thinks God is very important.
0: First of all, most if not all of the stage plays are musicals because they every What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did that not- Wait, so are that- you just dropping this right now? <laughs> There's- Copious singing. Long numbers. Original music? Sometimes. Because uh, I can sing one of Oh, there's one song about how women should be subservient to their husbands. Sung by an older woman. That's is fine that one.
1: Okay, multiple questions now. Is that song in earnest? <laughs> yes. Disgusting. Number two, <laughs> does Tyler Perry write the music? I want
0: to say yes. Yes, I'm going to say
1: yes. Number three, is the play that this movie is based on a musical? I also want to say yes. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. According to Wikipedia, it features music by Tyler Perry yes. and Elvin D. Ross.
0: Yes. Actually, fun fact, the Man is currently a very popular gospel singer who got her start with Tyler Perry and, uh, yeah, has blown up from there. It's really, She really is amazing. She's an amazing singer. She was in the movie, but she had a much more significant role in the play.
2: I just saw how the play ends, and I'm mad. <laughs> I am mad angry (laughs) and i do not i don't know if tyler perry and i have any social values that overlap
1: this was was 2000 i think we should maybe early 2000 hold off on talking about that until we get to the end of talking about the movie (laughs) we still haven't talked about And we can bring that in some
2: know did you have you read how the play ends i
1: just looked at it on wikipedia again i did no research for this
0: (laughs) and i'm so happy i'm just so happy that i get to bring this to this to this platform. <laughs> I kinda wish you hadn't. <laughs>
1: Too late. I'm glad I know more about this. I'm glad, because
0: it really, it really is a cultural phenomenon, and that's the thing. It's, that's why it's been uh, parodied in so many of the black movies that you've seen, whether it's uh t- j- t- b- b- I don't know his name. Top Trace- five? Tracy Morgan doing uh, the This Honky Grandma Be Trippin', whether it's Chris Rock's top five, like whatever your comedy is, whatever your level of black social economics or anything, you know Medea, and it's probably at some point been a part of your life. <laughs> you probably at some point unironically said oh I love Medea I love it because I truly did I truly did and now <laughs> even now as we're kind of trashing this movie it still just does hold a very like just warm spot in my heart where it's like this is this is, like, some of my first... This was some of the first plays I've ever seen. As, like, as a young person thinking about acting, these was some of the first stuff I'd seen. I, I remember thinking once, ooh, I should go to Atlanta and audition for Tyler Perry. That'd be great. I'll be in one of his shows. But, like, I love this film.
1: It is an interesting thing where, over the last couple of weeks, as we've been planning out this episode, anytime I talk to... A black person about what we had coming up, they would be like, "Oh, like interesting!" Like, (laughs) and a lot of them were like, "I love those movies." Exactly. And most of the white people I said it to were like, "What is that?" Exactly.
0: It's really, it's really funny that like, like it does go, I guess, towards uh, Hollywood's marketing to us of Tyler Perry as a black movie, as right for black people. But it really is, like, beyond the melodrama, it is kind of a very true-to-life, like, representation, other than, like, the high drama levels of Helen. The little moments with things were very real to life, whether it was, like, just the dancing at the cookout, whether it was, like, hey, I know I'm knocking at your door in the middle of the night, but I really need help right now. Things have gone wrong. I'm like, get in the house. Whether it is just, like, making a plate of food for a family member who is out of luck, who is addicted to drugs, and you're like... I have tried to help you, but this is the least I can do. Just make sure that you're alive. It really is an amazing just portrayal of blackness. And especially, like you said it, well, a big uh, uh emphasis on the family unit versus God. God does play a big role in it, especially with like the matriarchs of the families being very religious people. But it really is more about the power of family, the power of wherever you go, however successful you be, however rich you are, however poor you are. Family is always there. Family's got your back. No matter how far down the road you go, just always be willing to accept help, really. Mm-hmm.
1: So now that we've said a lot of nice things about the cultural role of these movies, let's talk about this madness that we just watched. (laughs) So every week on We Love to Love, Mark and I break a movie down into the five points that exemplify the romance of the movie. If it's not romantic, we don't care about it. We're just going through five points that summarize the romance. Now, Josh, since you are our guest host this week, we are going to ask you to take point on walking us through these five stages of relationships in this movie before we do i want to ask have you seen the play this is based on
2: i have
1: okay it's wonderful so we're going to try to bring in some of that
2: when we can did you see a production that had tyler perry in it see no one else has ever played Medea. it's always tyler perry
0: i mean like there might be like regional productions or anything but there's never been like a tour that's like oh Medea will be played by somebody else no it's always been tyler perry fully like because
2: this is his role, fully. So if he couldn't... If he's, like, out for a night, they cancel the show. Like, if he's Probably. Sick. He
0: just be just devil is sick, I guess. But, like, and that's why this, like, tour coming up that's going on now, coming up, is his farewell, like, we're done with Medea. He's, like, he, he's really recognizing, like, the, the moves of the culture, kind of seeing that people are, like, Medea's not as necessary as she was in, like, the early 2000s for this, like, representation, for this, like, just seeing this representation of a funny black woman on... Black, well, man playing a woman on stage... And kind of really being like, okay, it's time to retire. her. So, it's him. He is Medea. There is... It's not like... It really isn't a role. It's Tyler Perry.
1: So, here's what I want to know as we start moving into the movie. I don't know if you remember, because I think it's been a long time since you've seen the play. The voiceover stuff that is (laughs) the titular diary, (laughs) is that monologue in the play?
0: I don't think so. Because there's this running
1: bit in the movie about... The movie is the diary of a mad black woman. And... Every once in a while, Helen is writing in her diary what's going on in her life, how she feels about it, and we get all of this delivered to us in voiceover.
0: So The plays are very much so about kind of the interaction with the, the audience and stuff. So there's less voiceover, and if they're going to if they're going to have that, they are very much going to be talking to the audience. They're going to be saying it as they're writing it down. Medea, do like, will oftentimes break character just like to talk straight to the audience. Like, I remember, like, in the middle of one of the recordings of these plays, someone walks in late and Medea, like, stops playing, like, excuse me, are you at your seat yet? Excuse me. Uh, someone help her. She needs to sit. Okay, you there? You're good? Okay, we're back. Okay, like, fully, like, it was meant to be a, a very big, like, community event. So, like, I he wouldn't really have used voice over that. He very much would have had a very straight to the uh, uh, audience kind of thing. I remember there's one and they kept it in the final production where one character was carrying the ashes of his wife around in a Pringle can. What? There was a very strange character in this play. And like, while they're like, at one point they're talking about it. And, uh, i think someone squeezes the pringle can too hard and like dust just explodes out of it and everyone's like oh my god he's just like the guys keeps going with it like putting the the dust back in the pringle can and like it's insane how how much goes on in that play that probably was not scripted that they're just like we're just going with it (laughs) because this is fun and ridiculous
1: Okay. Well, uh, why don't you take us away
0: and okay. start us off on the movie? I feel like I should let me give a brief synopsis of what happens here because it's it's we go on journeys here. So uh, the play uh, the play the movie opens with uh, Helen and Charles last name. Uh, they it opens with him being honored by the city of Atlanta for the Jacob Feinstein Attorney of the Year award. Uh
1: her husband So of this is years. an award for attorney of the year given by the city of Atlanta. Apparently, I don't know if it's real,
2: but he's a private defense attorney. And yes. Apparently, he deserved it. So I feel like if the city was going to give a lawyer award, it should go to like a public prosecutor, someone that works for the city, or even a the public city. defender,
1: someone who works for the government. And he's
2: just so good, though. He's
1: so good at what he
2: does. He does I like, mean, later we
1: find out that he's the lawyer who helps like drug dealers yeah. hide their money.
0: I think it was more like he had connections to them, and like they helped him give him his career. the The drug dealer does say, like, basically, I bankrolled your house because, like, helping your career and greasing palms. So you should get me off of this. You're all respectable now, but don't. Forget the hood, really.
1: I love it. Oh. Okay, but so this okay, is like, so, this is our first point, okay,
0: right? Okay, no, no, I'm just, I'm just, synopsis real quick. I'll be very quick. Um, Helen and Charles have been married for 18 years. On the night of their anniversary, Charles kicks her out. She goes back to her grandmother, reconnects with her family, and uh, meets a new guy, and things happen, basically. So, like, t- okay, let's start in the points. Point one. Who are you? I'm the owner of this house. Aunt, wrong answer. My granddaughter Helen is the owner of this house. Is... When the movie opens, Charles kicks Helen out of their house on the night of their anniversary while his mistress, his baby mama, watches on. He drags her out of the house, throws her onto the front stoop where there is a U-Haul van full of her stuff waiting for her where Orlando is. Is sitting, waiting for her, having been paid by Charles to drive her wherever she wants to go. Orlando, played by a very beautiful, very fake wig-having Shamar Moore.
2: (laughs) It's so weird seeing him with hair. I watched Criminal Minds for a while in the past. And like the first time I saw him with the braids, I was just like, Oh. <laughs> here's the thing about... That's happening. Here's the thing about Shamar Moore's wig in
1: this movie, which is that in most scenes, he's wearing this bandana <laughs> around his head. No matter where he goes. Even when they go to a classy Whether he jazz is at work, <laughs> at a restaurant, at a jazz club, he's always wearing this bandana. And for a while, I was wondering, like, did they do a really bad job where the wig meets the rest of his head and they're covering it up with a bandana? Because he also has color-coordinated bandanas. When he's wearing a red shirt, he's wearing a red bandana. When he's wearing a blue shirt, he's wearing a blue bandana. That's how you know it's his formal wear. That's the thing. Like, every time he buys a new shirt, does he have to go out and buy a matching bandana, too? No,
0: because he already has bandanas of every color.
1: But, like, what if he gets a weird thing? Like,
2: if he gets, like, a bright green shirt...
0: Oh, he has the bandana.
2: (laughs) I just feel like the bandanas are admitting (laughs) defeat with this wig, which means... Just have him be his bald, attractive self. (laughs) Also, for a movie in which, like,
1: makeup is kind of the whole deal. Because Medea is nothing but makeup and hair pieces. And Medea looks so real. We got Joe in there, too. Joe does look so real, too.
0: And then we also have Tyler Perry. But but those are not leads of the movie. He plays three characters in this movie. Wait, who's the
1: third character? (laughs)
0: Himself. Ryan, who is the lawyer, uh, Joe's grandson.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Her cousin, they say, but I'm not entirely sure the actual connection. I feel like like there was some romantic tension there. (laughs) I thought so too, and I was so confused.
1: I thought that's where the movie was going. No, they're just
0: close. Guys, like, okay, like, again, in, like, it's probably the same way with white families too but like when you're young your cousins are some of your earliest friends. Sure. Yeah. And so like even when you grow older you're like I still care very much about you and they did have they actually did they did have chemistry I will let's make that very clear but it was very it it was very much like about oh hey when you say cousin it's like
2: everyone's your cousin like
0: we don't know how we're related but we're cousins I guess.
2: (laughs) I was also excited to see another procedural star from Bones (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brian's wife who is uh, suffering from a drug addiction, is played by the same actress who runs the lab that Bones works in, in the show <laughs> Bones, in 2005 where was they it analyze time. Bones. <laughs> Wasn't she- her name Bones? Yes! <laughs> Dr. Bones! Dr. Oh. Emily Bones. And Temperance. It is
0: canon that that show and Warehouse 13 are in the same universe. Y'all have mentioned that once on this show, and I screamed when I heard it because I love that show. Wasn't
1: the other guy on Bones, like, a descendant of John Wilkes Booth? Probably. I think so. <laughs> I think that was a thing. And then Nicolas Cage came in, and he was the descendant. No, no, no. Nicolas Cage <laughs> isn't a descendant of John Wilkes Booth. Benjamin Franklin Gates is oh, a descendant of bed. a dude who was accused of working with John Wilkes Booth. But when they found El Dorado buried beneath Mount Rushmore, they proved, <laughs> I forget how, that that was not the case. And that's no BS. Book of Secrets.
2: <laughs> so, I'm sorry I opened this can of worms. I just wanted to mention that there is a character played by an actor from Bones. And somehow we got back to National Treasure. (laughs) We always do. But back to the film Diary of a Mad (laughs) Black Woman. All right,
1: so the movie starts the night before their anniversary. They're at the like awards Awards ceremony. We're getting a lot of voiceover. And my opinions on voiceover are well-known. I think it could be done well. I think it's not done well in this movie. Because the movie just starts off by giving us information like, my husband is being honored by the city as an attorney. We've been married 18 years. Like, this all feels like information that would be very easy to give out to us in dialogue. Or even with a sign. Yeah. There could have just been a banner that told us that.
2: Happy law. It is your law, period. <laughs>
1: But then, like, we hear her in voiceover going on, like, you know, some days I think he loves me, and other days I think he doesn't care. It's very prestigy. But like, also... I, th- I was really hoping the twist was going to be there were two Charleses, <laughs> they were twins, I do and that one movie. of them I was love in love that. with him, and it's the like other that. one was in love with Scarlett Johansson. You
0: don't love me today. That just makes it all the better when you do. But
2: that movie rules. That does. I love that movie. The thing is... We should have watched that one. <laughs> they could have done more to make me believe that their relationship was at least somewhat believable for her to want to hold on
1: well i think part of what's going on is he has felt like we're done here and they're in very different places so she's like things are mostly good and he's like what are you talking about i have a secret family like that child was at least a kid's Four like 10. Five. Like, that was a grown-ass
0: man in that woman's arms. Like, how long has this child been a-, a thing? No, Like, and that's the thing, though. She says it later in the movie, though, that he has alienated her from all of her family, so he's, like, all she has. She's like gone all in on this relationship to the detriment of all others so if she loses this like what else do i have i have to make this work whether or not he loves me or not
1: right so they right. get home from the event and charles is like looking through some bills and she's like can you help out and he's like when you get a job and pay one of these bills then you can ask me questions he's like very aggressive he, he,
0: no, he, they get home from the event and he's like get the hell out of my car and he leaves Presumably, he says says he's going back to work, but it's very clear he's going to his mistress, like to his secret family, this 45-year-old child he has.
1: (laughs) What's weird is that you get the real sense that Charles, as like a flex like showing prestige doesn't want her to work like he would be the kind of person who would be like i don't want people to think you have to work like i make too much money but then also it's like constantly ragging her for the fact that she doesn't have a job
0: it's very much like the idea of the a control of abuser where it's like i want to be in control of everything you have i want you to be dependent on me instead of having the ability to get out of this that when i say it's done that's the only time it's done
2: yeah charles is an abusive husband Fully. absolutely he is not a good person
0: everything he does is just there's no r- real red- redemption, I think. So that's the night before their anniversary.
1: So the night of their anniversary. The ann- next day she wakes up. It's her anniversary. She wakes up alone. And she's like bopping around during the day.
0: She goes to bring him lunch. Oh, office. right. She
1: brings him this basket lunch.
0: Yes, it was 2005. Picked Baskets were still in.
1: <laughs> and it's not a picnic basket. It's just a weird
2: basket. <laughs>
0: and the mistress
2: is at his office
0: with the 45-year-old
2: child. The weird thing to me is he works at a law firm. They could have played it off. Like, this is just a client I'm dealing with. Instead, they're just like, Oh my god, she caught us. I was just like... like, People who, like have to keep their cool for a living
1: also people who have been maintaining a lie for at least a decade at least 45 years the minute it gets pushed at they're like oh you got us we're done <laughs> this is the point where I broke and when Helen goes <laughs> home then she is like oh it's weird that there's like a bunch of different clothes here that I don't recognize but she gets there and Orlando is putting all her stuff in the U-Haul right that's
0: Shamar Moore Shamar Moore wearing she, a and, bandana and he's like I've just been paid to do this and so she goes inside And the maid is like, oh, I don't know. But he told me to put those away and to put all these clothes
1: in. So she's like, all right, new clothes. He got me a
0: full new wardrobe for our anniversary. She puts
1: (laughs) on this dress and then goes down when – Charles arrives with his mistress on
0: his anniversary. Like, there are 364 days you could have done this that was
2: not your anniversary. He also, the worst part is through this whole thing, he's acting like he's doing this in a nice way. But he brought his mistress with him without telling her. With all of her stuff in a truck, and he's like, "I don't know why you're reacting this way. Well, I'm, I'm dr- being so nice to you, well, right?" I'm What's fascinating? You out of this house <laughs> is that Charles
1: portrays himself as doing the right thing. He's like, "What you want to make me stay married to you, so I leave her unmarried? You want me to not be around for my kid? Like, why are you being so selfish in all this?"
0: Oh my goodness, it's toxic masculinity at its
2: finest. But spoiler alert she will get her revenge <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes yeah, sister yeah meanwhile also the mistress is also ragging on Helen she's like oh don't be one of those weak begging women she's
0: not weak begging sisters right I don't hey. think you wanted to say it I did I not it in my notes too. <laughs> Uh, And later, she also, like, when Helen is like, he's gonna do the same thing to you, she's like, and I use this line on the frequent, no, it won't happen to me, I'm a woman who knows how to get and keep her, man.
2: And it doesn't happen, because we'll get to why it doesn't happen later, but also, she's kidding herself. He would've left her, except she did get the chance to leave him first, when... As we will learn, Charles becomes paralyzed for a hot minute, Oof. and only one hot minute. Spoilers! Wait, you're gonna have to tell
0: me, Will, because I think you might have kept count. How many montages were in this movie? I
2: did not count. <laughs> Should have, because there are too many. many.
1: One of which was his healing montage. It's beautiful. So Helen is forced out. And Shamar Moore drives the U-Haul. How long was he waiting for her? A long time. Like, at least hours. It was day when she got home. Well, well, I mean, this movie has a very shaky relationship (laughs) with time of day. Because she (laughs) arrives home, has the time to put on a dress, and then Charles arrives home, and it was bright out when she got there, and it's dark night when he gets there. She
0: finished a bottle of wine.
1: And the only thing we've seen her do is put on a dress. (laughs)
2: Later
1: on, we're going to see everyone's at a barbecue middle of
2: the afternoon, music starts, nightfall. <laughs> the other thing is, it is a U-Haul, and Shamar Moore, Orlando, says he's taking over for his cousin.
1: The The point of a U-Haul is that you drive it yourself. Yeah. It's U-Haul it.
2: It's in the name, (laughs) not We-Haul. It's like they hired a separate guy who then got his cousin to cover for him to drive a U-Haul that he rented for himself to drive, but they only did that because then when she kicks him out of the truck, you're not like, oh, she's stealing this truck. It's like, oh, she's completing the contract (laughs) that she has (laughs) to drive this (laughs) U-Haul.
0: It's wonderful. I'm not sure this movie understands how the
1: world? Works? I feel like U-Hauls are just kind of cheap, and the production was like, yeah, we could afford a U-Haul. It's <laughs> like a $5 million budget for this movie. You don't want to sink too much into a truck. First
0: movie, His first feature film, Diary of a Mad Black Woman.
1: So um, she gets... She has, like, nowhere to go is her original thing. She's like, I'm alienated from my family. I don't have any money... Charles made me sign a prenup to prove that I really loved him and that I wasn't after his money. What what the f- Why'd you sign a a prenup for? A reenup for? So she winds up driving herself to Medea's house, bangs on the door at the middle of the night. And
0: and that's the big thing about Medea. Everyone's like, okay- I know no matter how bad it is, it can't get any worse than Medea. Like, I can go to Medea.
2: She will pull
0: a gun on you. (laughs) But (laughs) eventually. It is the middle of the night in the hood. So, like, if you're knocking on her door in the middle of the night. Do robbers knock? No, they might. They might have a gun. They might, like, knock on your door and you open it thinking it's something. They're like, I'm robbing you now. What? (laughs) Then you shut the door. They have a gun. That's what. Okay. I don't think you know how the hood works. Well, No, of course not. (laughs) You don't
2: knock on people's doors in the middle of the night. It's no good. If I don't know you're coming, why are you here? <laughs> I think my favorite part is Medea. I mean, it's just to like keep the gun moving, but I feel like she was constantly taking the magazine out and then putting it back in. So she's constantly just like unloading and reloading her gun so that it makes noises.
0: <laughs> I feel like she's just like she's paranoid all the time. She canonically has had problems with the law. Yeah, multiple. we're told that in this movie. Uh, she said it fu- she's put on house arrest for uh oh, for <laughs> what was it breaking and entering uh destroying property uh oh, with a gas-powered chainsaw. That's oh. Where did that come
2: back. from? <laughs> she made it out to their garage and back in 5 seconds. That house
1: doesn't have a garage.
0: I feel like it was in her car. I feel like
2: she had this. She probably brought it with her. I'm going to need a chainsaw. This hunky grandma be sprinting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, when, uh, the, so morning,
2: the next day. The morning.
0: So this is the next day. The morning, is this point
1: two? No, we're still in point, point one.
0: Still one. So uh, Medea like, is like, well, okay, what happened? He kicked you out. Uh, why did he kick Here's you out? This what's crazy. Medea
1: then is like, No you cooked and cleaned and took care of the house that's labor you're entitled to compensation for your labor and medea's like what are all the things you did around and helen (laughs) starts listing all the things she did around and medea is just punching numbers into the calculator and winds up being like all right he owes you
0: 64 billion dollars sex when he wanted it was it good no major
1: deduction (laughs) what are the monetary values she's pulling here he hit you like, right. where are these numbers coming from? Her fingers I are did, flying, I, I even when <laughs> Helen is not talking. I don't know, but I did love it. <laughs> that is from the play as well. That
0: is a holder for the play, which you can imagine that being on a stage, and the audience is loving it, and he keeps
2: playing it because they're loving it. See, it's this is, this was a moment where I was just like, ah, so we're moving into what I expected out of this movie. But then five seconds later, we're back in a dramatic movie about an abusive husband who kicked his wife out. <laughs> like,
1: these movies are, like, Frankensteined together, and collectively, like Frankenstein's monster, they say
2: <laughs> it is. This movie is a Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> it
1: so, really Madea's like, "We're gonna go get what's yours and pay attention for the time shift again." <laughs> so, it is now bright outside. Clearly, like ten a.m. at the earliest. <laughs> they go to Charles's house, where it appears to be empty. <laughs> they're out. Of, they're out at brunch or something. Maybe. Then like, they go into they start trashing the closet. I love that part. It's so great where she's like, rip it. Rip At this it. point, Charles <laughs> it's and Vera w- Wang. Oh she does she do nails? Charles and his mistress show up in pajamas. <laughs> no, they're in like tennis clothes. I don't remember. I thought it was
0: pajamas. She was in like her like shorts or something. It was it was fully like they were coming from somewhere.
1: And Charles sees her and he's like, I tried to be nice to you, which is he a did ludicrous not. claim. <laughs>
0: I wrote that too. I was like, wow. It's the delusions of Helen and
1: Medea are like going through the house trying to find stuff. Helen finds his hidden stash of money, which is all in $1 bills.
2: (laughs) I loved that. It was $1. She was like, she threw it at him. She's like, you keep your goddamn money. And then bound
1: to stacks of bills. And then it's
2: just like, all right, I'm going to take some. It picks up, it picks up up $4. That's not it. No, it's like Helen's like,
0: you can keep your money. And Medea's like, he
2: can keep some of it. Oh, yeah, that was. Medea picks it up and Medea picks Counting out her four dollars. It's like, fine,
0: go buy a Big Mac. They were fully like, Does anybody have any money right now on set? Uh, I got some singles.
2: Uh, it'll do. Secret stash. While
1: they are having this conversation about I the love money, this
2: movie. it broke me, but I really, honestly, <laughs> that's the
1: thing. Medea runs out of the room after less than a minute. In a house that she does not know, because again, Helen was estranged from her family, so Medea <laughs> does not know her way around this place. Medea runs back in saying Helen's entitled to half of everything. She is holding a gas-powered chainsaw. I'm telling you, it was in her trunk. Uh, I
2: fully believe that Medea <laughs> carried that in her <laughs> trunk. <laughs>
1: and just starts slicing through everything she can find, One including the- a couch, a grand piano. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best parts of the stage
0: plays is that at times there will be a melodramatic scene and then suddenly Medea would just come sprinting into the house full like full stilt and like run up the stairs and into the room and was like what just happened
1: so she she canonically is a sprinter this would be like if you asked gonzo for a solution to a problem <laughs> he would be like shoot me out of a cannon, see what happens this is the tale of solomon and the two mothers
2: i think cut the baby in half i found myself wanting more Medea yeah because sometimes the dramatic parts would drag so i, feel I don't like- care about orlando Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so I kept wanting more Medea, and I was like... Okay, I feel like I should give something like Medea Goes to Jail a try. You should. I want a movie
1: that's mostly Medea.
2: Yeah, that's we what should. I want. If
0: you really want mostly Medea, I say fully, go for the stage plays. If you really want it, it's the same humor, the same this. It's just a lot more Medea. <laughs> because, like, Medea's what's great. Medea's what's like, plays well with the audience. And
1: I worry it, that, like, maybe it's like a Jack Sparrow thing, where if I get something where it's going to be centered around this character, I won't like it anymore. No, You'll like it, but it's the same. It, it, there's... Like 11 feature
0: films, however many cameos by Medea, however many shows and plays, it's the oversaturation I think that these days people are like, okay, another Medea, boo to a Medea
1: Halloween. All right, so Helen and Medea are put on trial.
0: They're put on trial. They're convicted. Uh, Bail for Helen is set at $5,000 cash for property, while Medea is put on house arrest because she's a repeat offender.
1: This never comes back. It doesn't. She has
0: an ankle bracelet at one point, and then it's put on the dog.
2: Yeah, no, it does come back because we see her buttering it, trying to get it off. And then later we see she has successfully transferred it to the dog, where it's described as a flea collar.
1: I'm sorry, no. It comes back from Medea. Helen is never put Her formally on trial.
2: Never, never comes back. That's why I said this is official. This is why movies made me believe that to get out of jail, all you had to do was pay the bail and you were yeah. no longer in jail. That's what I thought. Because nobody ever follows up. Well, yeah, you, got three turns up. To roll,
1: you get three turns to roll doubles, and at that point, if you haven't gotten it, you just pay 50 bucks.
2: Yeah, so I fully didn't <laughs> understand how bail or jail worked until I was, you know— Until today old. (laughs) (laughs) No, maybe like 18.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Then we have this big barbecue. Uh, point two.
0: Will it put some music on, so put on something we can dance to. Let's you bring this party
1: up. Oh, this is point two. This is point two.
0: There's this big barbecue. did not share the points with us. So. I, I didn't. Right. Yeah. So I was just like, but um, there's this big barbecue at Medea's house and the whole family's coming over. It's like a it's like a community barbecue. Everyone around from the neighborhood's just sitting playing cards. Again, this is a very black scene, like just a barbecue with food. You don't maybe you don't know everybody, but everyone's welcome, everyone gets some food, everyone just don't bring any craziness around here. We're just trying to have a good time. And Orlando comes to the family cookout as invited by Brian, the Tyler Perry, who looks like himself. And he meets up with Helen and he's like, oh, I told you about this girl, Brian. He's like, oh, this is the crazy one who threw you out of the car in the middle. Oh, ooh. And he's like, I can't believe this was her.
1: you so U-Haul because yeah. not. A, <laughs> she didn't steal it. It's not a it guy My Cousin could get haul. It's a and, U-Haul.
0: And so Helen and Orlando are having conversations. She is still understandably upset because this is like the next day, day two, maybe two days after. Or maybe a week at most. And I love this line because he's like, he's like, this is the problem with all you woman you're bitter because one man hurts you and you're bitter about every man and she's like it's fascinating i'm I'm not bitter i'm mad as hell and i love that line because it's fascinating the extent uh, to which these movies do kind of seem to hate women and that's the thing and like it's not really different from a lot of the media that we get where it's like why is she going through this why is this happening because we just have this kind of obsession with putting women in turmoil and then they have to overcome it
1: right but then also the fact that like these movies do kind of seem to hate women we talked about some of the songs are dicey at best yeah and yeah. the female character that anchors all of it is themselves played by a man
0: <laughs> it's very true and it's a very valid point and again one of the reasons that that one of the big conversations that has come up around media is this an insult to women even th- while he tries to portray strong women strong black women in all of his movies that's really really most of his protagonists are women it is a question of is he doing this right does he have the right experience to be putting forth this image
2: i believe that at the core of it tyler perry believes that like women are interesting, strong women, make good characters, Mm -hmm. but all women need a man.
0: Yeah. And
2: that is, like, the central drive of his filmmaking.
0: And that is kind of one of the pull-downs of black culture, where it's very much, if you're a young if you're an old woman if you're if you're not a married woman that is a mark against you if you don't have a relationship it is a mark against you and it's even kind of uh, with Charles saying it was Helen's fault that their marriage wasn't working i did everything i
2: i deserved this but you didn't give me she is also fully blamed for not processing a divorce of a marriage that lasted 18 years in Twelve hours, right?
1: So like, Orlando kind of dismisses the idea, when she's like, "No, I'm mad." He's like, "Whatever, bitter. mad, bitter. mad as hell." He's like, "Mad, it's bitter, a whatever."
2: Point.
0: She's like, "I'm not having a good time, and it's not your place to tell me to calm down."
1: Right. Helen is wronged by many people in this movie. She, she
0: did say I, she, I believe, she did apologize for kicking him out of the car, but she was like, "I'm sorry, I was really
1: going through something right then." So then we spend a while dealing with like Charles's law oh, stuff, God. which is boring. <laughs> That should all have been Medea content. Yeah, <laughs> Medea uh, Frankly, the, like, gangsters should have been threatening Medea instead of Charles, because that would have been fun.
0: I'm pretty sure gangsters have, and she shot them. Yeah,
1: I would watch the crap out of that.
0: I, oh, I want to show you so many more Medea things.
1: I don't know that I want to watch We're them. i want gonna watch them all. So anyway, so then, next time we see Orlando, he shows up at Helen's new job, where Point she's working three. at a waitress.
0: Point three. How do I start? Where do I begin? He picks her up from work because it's raining, and Brian said, Can you give her a ride? Oh, right, yes. And so he picks her up from work, and she's like, Oh, I'll wait for the bus. And he's like, It's going to be an hour. And she's like, fine but take me straight home but then he's like
1: it's worth noting we have seen him before that he came to her work and like sat down at a table yes the first time we see him in a different bandana
0: (laughs) he did come to her job before
2: and like oh i'm gonna eat
1: he's like trying to flirt with her he's like i like your haircut and she's like i hate your face get away
2: he also attempts to order a number four and a coffee and she's like this is not a restaurant where (laughs) we have a number four
0: (laughs) i feel like he was joking just to and she she was like how dare you
2: i know he was definitely kidding and she is not having it how dare you Get out of my face. She is a mad black woman. She exactly. Is, and, she, and she has a diary.
1: She
0: does. Voice over here.
2: This is a very accurate movie title.
0: This one, unlike Bridget say, Jones, turned hard into the diary.
1: Yeah, I like the diary stuff better in Bridget Jones, though. Because although they don't do as much of it as I want, I like the fact that the diary in that movie plays with like what she wishes had happened. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it's just narration of a lot of stuff that you could show us pretty easily
0: can we talk about the suits in this movie they are uh, from the same guy that provides steve harvey with his suits
1: i felt like all of the criminals and lawyers were all preparing to like go to a jc Penney's and steal a lot of clothes by wearing them underneath their suit coats <laughs> because their jackets were so big <laughs> And they were just baggy everywhere. It's not just that they were long. They were, like, baggy in the sleeves and the shoulders.
2: Yeah,
1: it felt like they were going to, like, go to a store, bring a bunch of sweaters into a dressing room, and then walk out kind of (laughs) stiffly.
2: They were all wearing Dana Scully blazers.
1: (laughs) It was... They were just so bad. They were gorgeous. They were, like... For people who have a lot of money, you think they could get uh, a suit that fits.
2: Especially when, like, Helen's dresses... And clothes are very nice. Right. They, they still look great today. She doesn't the have man, any jeans. The, mat, the men
0: were not well-dressed. Shamar Moore and his bandanas.
1: Well, Shamar Moore never wears a suit. He just wears color-coordinated bandanas. Which, frankly, I appreciate more than these <laughs>
0: terrible suits. I love it. It's so gorgeous. It's like peak NBA draft. I have decided to go with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Thank you. So Orlando and... He picks her up from work and... And Helen, Helen go on a date. And they go they go on an impromptu date to this jazz club. Well, officially
1: it's not a date. It's
0: officially not a date. He's They're just eating, but it's like their first date.
1: And He's like, I know this jazz club. And it's clearly like, this is where he brings people to be like, let's get it on. Yeah, it's fully clear. But like, Helen is not the first woman he's brought to this club. <laughs> and she won't be the last. I mean, I don't remember how this movie ends. We'll see when it got to my notes.
2: This is entirely unrelated, but I just feel the need to share. I looked quickly at the Medea family funeral, the upcoming Tyler Perry movie. Under we should, pro- like, make a group trip to that. Under production, the first sentence is, filming took place at Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta for one week what? in 2015. <laughs>
1: wow
0: we're just gonna bang this out real quick yep i think that'll do he just he does tyler perry doesn't use the script anymore he's just like "Medea's here hello all right we're <laughs> gonna see that <laughs> i'm so excited that's the less time than Josh whedon shot his uh, much ado about do? nothing at his house tyler perry studios is tyler perry's house i'm sure <laughs> All right, so so they're at this jazz club. And oh, also fun fact, usually all Tyler Perry movies have a jazz club scene. Probably. Really? Yeah.
1: Is any of them set at Chicken on a Stick, Ryan Gosling's jazz club from La La Land? <laughs> no. Thank God.
0: One of them, she, uh, the main character, Taraji P. Henson, is a jazz singer at the club, which is fun. And so is Mary J. Blige and Gladys Knight. Tyler Perry wouldn't support
2: a white-owned business jazz <laughs> club. Not. I don't think there are any white people in this movie. You know. There are like three white people in the church scenes in the (laughs) congregation. I had to think. I saw one and I realized like, that's what the moment hit me where I was just like, oh my god. That's what it feels like. I know. (laughs) But also I was like... I know Atlanta, and I guess there might be, like, three that seems reasonable, but that seems real high for a church like that, too. The church scene in Atlanta is so segregated. Even three people crossing racial lines feels like a lot. They like it. That's just the music.
1: So they're at the jazz club, and Orlando is in full... Flirtation he mode. Is, he is She's, He's like staring hardcore at him. She's like, oh, what are you looking at? He goes, I wrote beautiful it down. black woman. He says woman.
0: it. I see a beautiful black woman. I see a woman who's been hurt.
1: A woman who had to learn to be tough. We're both damaged. Oh, Lord. If anyone has not seen Serenity yet, you shouldn't. It's bad, but you <laughs> should see it.
0: And he does make... He makes another good line. What's the other line he makes? He says... um, He says... um
1: he oh, says, the key is to be tough, not, not hard. hard.
0: That's a good one. And then... Um, I'm glad that so he's easy.
1: able to, like, explain her how, how she needs <laughs> to feel he to her.
0: explained her abuse. You're fine. Not... I did write this down as well. Hashtag, not all men. There are still a few nice men around.
1: Orlando. Yeah, um, Orlando is... Is just telling her Your feelings are Unreasonable Change them <laughs> He does say And there are Sometimes where Maybe someone's Feelings are unreasonable. Like, maybe you're really angry at someone that doesn't deserve it. Helen's feelings are very reasonable. It's only been three months, okay? It has only been three months. And she says... After 18
0: years! After 18 years, she says it's been three months and every day does get a bit easier. And also the fact
1: that for her 18 years and she was like, every day isn't great but enough days are that, like, I'm excited for things to get better. And instead she's like, oh, for, like... 12 of those years, he had a secret family. Yeah,
0: 45. And like this, her
1: husband was the only man she'd ever been with, really.
0: So now that he's 40, and she says this as they're dancing at the jazz club. Uh, I wrote down a lot of what she
1: said in her voice. Oh, yeah. Album. And by the way, they're dancing. He is still in a warehouse shirt and bandana. Yeah, yes. She says,
0: Dear Diary, this man is fun. How does he know I love to be held like this? Please, That's the thing about the diary voiceover. Who is well, she I talking to? Mind.
1: because she'll like ask the diary a question and then answer it
0: and then she'll say what was it that really broke you please let him say something stupid so this ends and he's like you know
1: this feels like a fairy tale what
0: that was the right thing yeah like like the diary
1: is responding to things that by definition had (laughs) to have
0: happened hours ago (laughs) and that's when she says i've never been this close to anyone but my husband and then she falls out of he was supposed to be my fairy tale like even though orlando's giving me all this good stuff I'm still processing.
2: She does know how to bring up her ex husband at inopportune <laughs> times, though <laughs> in I will say months! <laughs> So, they dance a bit. But if she can't be on a date without bringing up her ex-husband, she might not be ready to date. It wasn't a date. They were just getting food,
0: according to Orlando.
1: But then, when he brings her home, he says he'd like to see her again. And when she starts being like, eh, not really. He's like, it's so easy to say no out of fear. It's like, you know, you can also say no because you don't (laughs) want to go out (laughs) with somebody.
0: (laughs) What's wrong with taking the hard road and saying yes?
2: Someone at work wrote like a inspirational quote on somewhere, on, um, like the fridge, and it said, "Everything you ever wanted is on the other side of fear." <laughs> and I was just like, "Uh, sometimes I want ice cream, but there's no fear involved like, there. I just get it from the freezer." I don't want a spider. That's on the other side of fear. <laughs> It's, fear's keeping me away from that. Me. Aphorism-based like
1: some... <laughs> advice is not the best way to get through life. This feels
2: like something that would be in I... this movie. <laughs> okay, so okay. then we have this,
1: like, dating montage, which I think is pretty lazy, because we've seen them go on one
2: date. And Mon- then it's... Then we cut to a montage that lasts for some time, but an unclear amount of time. No, she says it's like, in the monologue, after that one date, she says... It's been four months, and we've seen each other every day, and I'm in love. Right, but the thing is, you've seen seen each other other every every day. day. They've seen each other every day. We have not really seen any of that. Right, but we're expected, because of that line, to just accept that they're in love.
0: And she says, I'm in love with you. I pray for you more. Actually, this this is actually point four, I believe. Point four.
2: Somewhere out of all the pain came a man who was strong, beautiful sensitive and Christian.
0: They're having dinner after the montage and um, he makes dinner he's so thoughtful unlike every man she's been with. There's candlelight and wine.
1: He he goes, goes, I'm in love with you. I I carry you in my spirit. He says,
0: I pray for you more than I pray for myself. I'm at the store, and I'm like, should I buy a feminine
1: product? He's like, I'd go to the store and buy you feminine products. I swear I would. Like, that's, like, the most outrageous expression of devotion. Can you imagine a man (gasps) buying buying feminine products? What? I like to think that what he's talking about is, like, Like, a sack of carrots with, like, a breast cancer ribbon on it. (laughs) Like, just anything with pink on it. He's like, feminine products? Look out! (laughs) Today in unnecessarily gendered items. It's also worth noting that in this scene, Orlando is not wearing a bandana. (laughs) This shows us how serious he is about what's going on. He is driving Mm -hmm. this wedge between his normal bandana-clad life and the new life he wants to form with Helen.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, she says that he's everything. Somewhere out of the pain came this man, and he's everything, and he's Christian, and instead of that dick, he gave me intimacy. So, Verbatim. she stays the night. I don't
1: think they have sex.
0: No, it's implied, it can be implied they did, but it's also easy to imply they didn't, so who, whichever way you want to feel. But but when she wakes wait, up... Wait, wait, before we say this, right before this moment, she has still been battling uh, Charles in court, her ex-husband, for... They haven't really divorced yet, but they're still working out on the court. And she says, he can have it all because I don't care anymore. He can have everything. I just want to be done with him. And then she goes to Orlando. They sleep together. Not really. Sleep, sleep together. They
1: literally sleep in the same bed. They just sleep.
0: And then when she wakes up, guess what's on her finger?
1: This is Wild. There is a ring on her finger. So just while she was asleep, he just put a ring on her finger to be like, when she wakes up, we'll see how long it takes her to notice, and then we'll just go from there. Mark, well, When did this ring get on her finger? While what? she was sleeping.
0: <laughs> yes. While you were sleeping.
2: <laughs> there have been solid breaks where I've just had my head on the table. <laughs> At times when I haven't been talking for a while, it might be because I just gave up for a minute and had to put my head down. He when we, Josh so and I broken. watched this
1: together, he kept being like the twist is coming. I'm like, what twist? Like Medea's going to like turn into a dragon and burn down Charles's house. Nothing could surprise me in this movie. And then this happens and I'm like, what oh
0: has god. come to us? Oh my god, men, men out there, do not do this. Please do not spring a, a proposal on anyone. Like, have the conversation about marriage, okay? This has been seven months they've known each other.
1: This okay. does feel, like, very similar to something by frequent guest, my sister, hashtag FifiFierce, who once wrote a Harry Potter fanfiction in which Harry Potter was engaged to Cho Chang and decided to break it off and just took the ring off her finger while she was asleep. <laughs>
0: I've read it. It is a
1: masterpiece work. Like the there's great video American of me novel. doing a dramatic reading of it. I might post it on Twitter this week.
2: <laughs> Guys, are we on point five yet? This is still point four. Oh, okay, so God. she gets so
0: like again, angry. Like, she has been out of a. Re- she's been just got out of eighteen year relationship. They've been dating for months at most. Again, second man she's probably been with in her life, and she's like, "What's happening? Why are you doing this? I'm terrified about this.
1: The last time was not good." So she gets angry. She. Kind of leaves him. We never get a straight answer from because her because before
0: she can give him an answer, she sees on TV that Charles, her ex-husband, has been shot in court. Right, he's shot by the mob. By the by, the drug guy he's yeah. helping, who he did in not in the get bad off. suits,
1: <laughs> in the Steve Harvey suits. Yes. So then she is like, "Well, I've got to take care of him," which is point five. You
2: and him is getting a divorce.
1: Taking care of Charles. Taking care of is a generous phrase. I mean, she starts off like she really does like nurse him through for a while in the hospital. His new lady, they both rushed to the hospital, wants to give him no
0: medical treatment. Yeah, the they're like, it's touch and go. But we need we need permission to perform our our medical duties from the spouse. The 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 new
1: lady is like, let him
0: die. Kill him. And it was like, whoa. And that was like that was for the father of your children. That was a lot.
1: But Helen is still technically married to him. I'm
0: technically still the wife, so I I get to choose that. And she says,
1: do everything you can to save him. But then, so, like, she takes care of him for a bit. He's paralyzed from the neck down. So now he's in a wheelchair, but then she's also, like really aggressive to him. Which no, she's it's great. Cause she, like, like, yells at him a lot. She's, like, throwing him around. Like, he's in the whale. She care. kind of drowns him at one point. Yeah. She Because, like, she's
0: she he's, like, still ragging on her while she's trying to go through his finances. The side woman took everything,
1: basically. She had access to all the
0: accounts. It took all the money.
1: Yeah, she was able to steal all of the wads of $1 bills. <laughs> she walked away with, like... It was, like, in Widows, where they have those giant sacks and they practice with the weight of how much all that money would be. She's up there with, like...
2: Another U-Haul just full of $1 hurts, bills stacked that's up. a lot of money. She also just leaves him in his wheelchair alone. She says for a know. few days. We don't know if it's a few days, but it could very it well. That out. house has a lot of, like, levels. Like, she it's not even flat. The house. <laughs> but she definitely just let him sit in a wheelchair by in himself. In filth. Because and he pissed and shit himself definitely which is when she comes back and she's like "Ooh, you stink
0: and throws him into the tub where he almost drowns
1: (laughs) yeah i mean she kind of deliberately almost drowns him
0: yes (laughs) she's still processing all her feelings kind of like reasonably this is a very hard situation for her having tried to move on from this man and now she's back here taking care of him because she can't
2: she can't let go it's
0: it's 18 years like how do you let go i think i feel i feel like that's a very true life like i loved this man for 18 years and now i'm taking care of him again because he can't what do I do? How do I react? And she does. She hits him a lot. She throws him around the house. It's She doesn't treat him well for a while, but like you can understand why.
1: Like, All right. Ugh. So around this point, she runs into Orlando again. And we still did not see her answer about getting married. Exactly. This is when Orlando tells us that it has been three weeks and he has not heard from her. It is 2005. <sighs> People have cell phones. Texting is widespread. <laughs> How do you go three weeks and not just be like... Email. BRB. Send an email. Like... Fire up your AOL. Electronic email. There are so many ways to get in touch. She just was proposed to and then ghosted. Like, fully. But, like, hey... And then she announces Charles and I are back together, which is not how this... Like, they had a bad relationship... originally where charles was really abusive and now it's just incredibly toxic on both sides through a
0: montage they're shown her taking care of him and like slowly him going through physical therapy and everything and kind of because they have they kind of he she has to like rely on her and she's like i can't let him go so she's like this is my husband it's my job it's very toxic and it's very it's kind of just those just like hanging on because it's here really like it's not a good relationship again but but as most Medea movies do end with, there is a church scene where so he gets scene. saved.
1: Did so. any of you read the sign outside the church? What did it say? This church, on their like, board outside where they'd be saying like whatever it is they're doing, the sign says they are having, and I quote, a men's day celebration. That is a thing. There is what is pig. Men's Day? It's when you and is it not every day? Basically, <laughs> it is. This is America. It's
0: the special day where you are. Esp- Especially special to men. There's Women's Days at church as well. There's Children's Days. I would lead the choir. I would lead the choir. Mark has almost fallen he out of melted. his chair. He is. We've broken Mark. Back when I was in high school, I would. I, well, I would usually. I would lead the youth choir, but on uh, Youth Sunday, I would lead the entire
1: choir.
2: I can't tell if I love this movie or hate it. <laughs> it's. It really. Changes I think I hate every it. The movie
1: is say. too long.
2: I I agree with that. It is
1: far too long.
0: Uh I I definitely agree. There was a lot. I'm like, this is still going. I'm like, but they have a lot of
1: montages. But the thing is, the montages mostly are taking the place of stuff that we need to see more of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the problem. We need fewer of these storylines. There's a whole storyline in this movie about Tyler Perry's wife, Deborah, who's like addicted to drugs. Like, We don't need that. Get rid of that. He really didn't. He has his kids. We we need less of Charles. He's pretty boring. It needs to be about... Helen, Orlando, and Medea. <laughs> the thr- Medea is the, the special sauce.
0: There's the Threpple
1: So there's the men's day celebration. Charles, I guess, has a change of heart. He does. He gets saved in church,
0: and he goes up to the altar and like gets prayed upon. And,
1: and then Helen tells Charles, <laughs> oh, this is like after church. They're at after di- church, they're gravity, at lunch Sunday, at Medea's house. Sunday
0: lunch dinner-ish at Medea's
1: house. And Helen tells Charles in front of everyone, she's like, hey, Charles, there's something I have to tell you. At the table with everyone— not even like let's go to another room. She says, "I love you, but I'm divorcing you." Gets, fully
0: pulls out divorce
1: papers. Gets up, leaves. And leaves and runs to Orlando. Fully runs. Runs to Orlando like club. when Harry met Sally style.
0: Into his warehouse where she should not have been. There are many. There are
1: so many safety procedures. So many mechanical this things. And but she tells Orlando but she loves wait, him.
2: Before that, she is being told like, "Hey, you need to leave." And Orlando says like, "Oh no, she's with me." I'm like. That doesn't matter. She's doesn't matter. still not wearing in a hard fact, hat or Orlando, any safety gear.
0: Orlando, you are now in trouble. And then she says yes to him marriage and everyone applauds.
2: Because this woman wants to marry me. This movie is wild. This movie is wonderful. The worst part is in the play, she stays with Charles. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, too, saw that on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah I feel like it was, a, It was again,
0: that's one of the ways in which that the stage play differs from the, the movie. Usually, sometimes they have different plots. Sometimes they have, like, wildly different Wait, characters. I'm sorry. Hang
1: on. Man, I'm, like, reading this backwards, basically, the play description. Um, <laughs> later, Medea, who has been captured by the police later in the play for attempted murder. <laughs> yep. And Daddy Charles, who is was sent to a home, work together to deliver letters from Charles' job to Helen and make her see that she is now the acting owner of the company and quickly fires someone over the phone, parentheses, likely Brenda, <laughs> who I think is the other woman.
2: I love these. They're just so... Attempted murder? Yes. Uh, According to the Wikipedia, apparently... Orlando is just not as big of a deal in the play. Yeah, yeah, it's a
0: lot more about her growth because it's set at the house, the 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 mansion. So pe- the people are coming in there while she's kind of stewing in her own kind of like grief, and like they're just trying to
2: help her.
1: I don't even know how we're gonna begin to wrap up this episode, but
2: <laughs> let's just get to the questions. Do
1: we find the romance between Charles and Helen or Helen and or Orlando to be believable? Uh, no.
2: Absolutely. I mean, honestly, Charles and Helen is more believable yeah. than Helen or Orlando. I feel like Charles
1: we, and Helen is, is terrible but plausible. Helen and Orlando is exhausting. We
0: didn't see enough of it. It was all montages.
1: I, I think if we're putting this... So we rate, aphorisms. we rate every movie on a 10-point scale <laughs> yeah. where zero is totally unbelievable. Would never happen. 10 is completely believable. 100% feels real. We got to rate this one. I'm feeling like a six.
0: I was thinking Charles and Helen, I'd give a seven, while the other one, I'd give like a four or five.
1: If you want to average those to
0: about a six, yeah.
2: I agree.
1: Because like, we've got this bad, toxic relationship that kind of works. And we've got this aphorism-based <laughs> <laughs> montage <laughs> flirtation.
2: It's so hard to
0: say no out of fear. Just it's easy, it's, to no it's of fear. easy to say no out of fear. It's easy to say no out of fear. Just do the hard thing. and Say yes.
1: Hashtag do the hard thing. Yes, it is. Hashtag. Oh, I always. Dire, who mad black woman.
2: <laughs> so, as I implied earlier in this episode of my thoughts, do you guys think they're dateable?
0: No. I think Helen could be. She just hasn't. She hasn't had enough time to find out who she is without Charles, without this relationship. I think Orlando came into her life too quickly after that. Originally. I don't really know who
1: she is besides these relationships. So, I don't think she
2: does either. That's okay, but so not so, datable. No. <laughs> fine actually she is, no fine. I think- she is not a person outside her relationship with men. Ugh. I think Orlando is.
1: No, he, because he I jumps don't jumps need Orlando to explain my feelings to yeah, me. He is. And the to tell worst. me why they're wrong. He
0: takes me to jazz clubs and he puts a diamond on my finger. That's only one. While you're asleep. <laughs>
1: I know. While
0: you were sleeping.
1: That's <laughs> like that's implied a- acceptance. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. Uh, it
0: it was meant to be a surprise. I feel like if they'd... It's a dumb surprise! If they'd had a conversation about eventually one day getting married... Which they clearly have have not. This would have been a... Oh, that's the surprise. That's a surprise how you did it. You should never propose unless you've already agreed to get exactly. married. Like the, the We surpri- talked
1: about this for Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah.
0: yeah. The surprise can be how it's done, where it's done, the situation. But the fact that it's happening should never be a surprise. Because there's so much pressure, especially if it's in front of people, to say yes. To like, oh, we didn't have a conversation about where we are in this relationship. Ooh, this is awkward.
1: So if you had to pick one person from this movie to date, <laughs> who would it be? My dear... <laughs> It would probably have to be Brian.
2: He seems like the only reasonable person.
1: This is Tyler Perry's, like, normal-aged character. He seems reasonable. He's a lawyer. Good head on his shoulders. He's a lawyer. He has two kids.
2: They're very
0: good. She just wants to sing in church.
1: Yeah, I guess that's the move. I, I will say, so we know that his wife, Deborah had been really involved in singing in the church before her drug addiction got out of hand. I do think it's pretty rude of her at the end of the movie when we're in the scene in church and everyone's singing and Deborah comes back to church. It's like, oh, good, she's come back to church. Except then she starts like singing and singing louder and like taking over the vocals from everybody from the back of the church. I think it's pretty rude, especially because before that it was her kid. She has put her desire to be at the center of the show ahead of what was planned and what was planned for her kid. but that's the thing in black churches. It's very much when the spirit calls you. We're never
0: gonna say, don't let the spirit it take you where he's gonna take you you just go you let it move you so it moved her I'm fully saying this As the person who recognizes if I was the child, I'd be like, can we cut her mic, please? Um, This was my solo.
2: I was singing. I can start over if you'd like. You're going to hear me. All right. Do you guys think Orlando and Helen would stay together?
1: I mean, Helen is not a quitter.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) She's going to be here forever. Probably. Unless
1: Orlando breaks up with her, Helen will never leave.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right, any last thoughts, or have we covered this movie? <laughs> I think
1: we have. We have beaten this movie to death as surely as it beat me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ooh, should I do the outro? my two voices?
1: Uh, no. <coughs> <laughs> so, uh, there is no movie next week because it is our annual Oscars extravaganza. As always, we're going to walk through the romances of all eight Best Picture nominees and probably talk about some other stuff, too. Us get off topic? Impossible. What? <laughs> uh, if you do want to get ahead on watching our next movie, though... On February 25th, we'll be discussing How to Train Your Dragon, unless we decide to never cover DreamWorks movies again, which we have been
2: talking about, and
1: I don't hate it. <laughs> hashtag I no just, more DreamWorks. Hashtag the dream is dead.
2: I kind of want you to watch this one. It's a cute movie. It's a good movie. this is probably their best one. It probably is, yeah. So I feel like we should do this one and then give up. Because I, I want you to see, like, this I like, almost one want to watch rewatch watch it first and then decide. Because I remember like, everyone... <laughs> enjoying Madagascar that was awful I remember everyone enjoying this one but I feel like this one might hold up
0: I saw this one as an adult so like as like a 20 something year old and I was like oh this is good so I watched this in the laundry room in Reynolds Hall in Georgetown while I was waiting for my clothes to dry and I was like
1: Oh yeah, this is great. I like this. I'm I'm just feeling like this is you almost There's- like almost like you're manipulating me. Like just do one more. And just do one more. You're like the person who's trying to sell me drugs and the drug is DreamWorks and I don't want it. You I am lo- not addicted. It's I'm trying that- to break my habit.
2: America Ferreira is the romantic lead. Ugh, <laughs> uh, you love her well.
1: This is a trap. It is. <laughs> hashtag no more dreamworks hashtag the dream is dead hashtag it's a trap
2: (laughs) you'll find out later but until then you can follow the show on Facebook and Twitter at love the love pod and you can email us questions or movie suggestions at love the love pod at gmail.com
1: make sure to rate review and subscribe to help other people find the show
2: and last question what's the best piece of dating
0: advice we got from this movie wear bandanas (laughs) have a gun have a wig like remember if you ever take off your wig have a wig underneath Shamar Morin.
1: And if you have a wig, you need a bandana to hold it in place. Until next time, I am a ginger.
2: And I'm gay. And I'm black. So between the two slash three of us, we know everything there is to know about romance. Bye! Bye. Bye.
1: All right, we're going to be quiet now for 20 seconds. We're going to squat down. And then you're going to take it away. All right?
0: Mm-hmm.